Hey, what's up, everybody? It's RJ here, and welcome back to another episode of the Flowcast. This is going to be one of those crossover episodes again. You may be checking this out on Instagram. I think I'm also going to put it up on the YouTube channel if you want to get the whole video, because we're likely going to go over the 10 minute cap for those IGTV videos. So just before we get into it, definitely if you're watching over on Instagram, make sure that you click the link in my bio and go check out either our YouTube channel or check out the podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you like to get your podcasts from and hit the subscribe button because the rest of this will be up on those channels. So with this video and with this podcast, what I want to talk about is an extension of my 30 days of exercise challenge that you may have seen a couple of weeks ago or I guess a month ago at this point. And it turns out I've continued on with that challenge and now we've surpassed two months. So I've gone 60 days straight of exercising every single day. And I wanna talk about some of the lessons that I've learned with this practice and this experience that maybe can help you, whether it's an exercise goal you've got or if it's anything else. There are some really key tips here that I think are very useful as we kind of go about our goals and whatever bigger goals we have and really break it down day by day and see what we can accomplish. So if you listened in to that last podcast where I reflected on the 30 days, some of these points I want to expand upon are the same points because I've got some different ideas. That's why I wanted to continue with the journey for another month. And the other thing is a particular goal that I had. So if you recall last time, goals first is the first thing that I really recognized and decided upon with going for this challenge. So what happened was I had set a goal based on the Apple Activity app actually to try to complete the perfect month award, which is one of the challenges that you can get with Apple and their exercise app. And if you're watching the video version, I'm trying to show it here, make sure it focuses. So as of yesterday, I actually got the perfect month award. What happened was I had started my 30 days of exercise at some point in the mid month. And so it ended up not being something that I could get the award for the perfect month. I thought that I could just go 30 days straight and get it, but it turns out it has to be within a single month. And that was the goal I had. So the interesting thing here is that it's not that big of a deal. You know, it's a spinny award on a digital device that doesn't really mean anything other than the fact that we are so driven towards being future oriented and dopamine is what actually drives us towards future oriented goals. It's not what most people think of in terms of dopamine being related to an award in the moment. It's actually seeking out more. Dopamine drives us to always seek out more. And so that's where when you do have a goal that you want to accomplish, 
finding ways to break it down into manageable components will actually build more momentum and keep you focused and rewarded along the journey. And this works through the pathways that reward us through those hits of dopamine. So that's something that's really important. And that's why it's kind of that first down analogy, you know, in, in the game of football, the athletes are trying to get to that end goal. And I talked about this in a recent video on the YouTube channel as well, if you want to check that out. But I'll quickly recap, you know, the football players are trying to get towards the end goal of the, the end zone of the football field. But what happens is the teams that tend to be the most successful and consistent are the ones that actually break that down into first downs at a time. And they focus completely on their first downs and just get through that single down and ultimately end up at their finish line. And so the same thing can happen, you know, with this goal that I had in mind, it was the end goal to complete the perfect month, but I broke it down into day by day. And as long as you just keep going day by day, something that a lot of people talk about, whether it's in dieting or in fitness, is you can give yourself that permission for the day off, but it just has to be tomorrow. And if you just keep telling yourself that day by day, it makes it feel much more manageable and you get these little wins along the way that keep you moving forward. So goals first is really important. Second is I want to talk a little bit about habits and not really cram it down your throat because you always hear about habits and, you know, we, we all know the whole thing about habits. It takes time to go from that initial inertia to something that becomes so routine that it is habitual and depends on who you ask or who the researcher is. There's a whole bunch of things across the board, but I want to talk more from the perspective of actually having gone through it and pushing through, you know, the first couple of weeks, I wasn't sure how it was going to go with trying to do this complete month and now two months of exercise because I had it in my head that it was going to negatively impact my recovery to try to train every single day. And so it was a challenge and it was a grind to try to do that every single day because it was against what I thought was right. And then over time, I definitely did experience, and which is why I want to talk about habits in the form of it just got easier. It became so much part of my morning routine to at least do 30 minutes, but it usually turned more so into closer to a full hour or more of exercise that it didn't feel like a complete day anymore without it. And I think that's the turning point of making it more of a habitual thing. And so just know that that is what the experience becomes. You're going to have to grind through. There's going to be grit in the initial phase of trying to form a positive habit in your life. And if you just keep going, it's going to get a lot easier. And trust me, I promise you that's the way it's going to work. The next thing was we'll go through some of the ones that I didn't talk about in the last video and then we'll circle back around to some of those ones. It gets easier over time and you recover better. So I've already mentioned it gets easier over time because of the habit thing, but also 
you start to notice these cardiovascular improvements because I wasn't doing something that was always super hard every single day. I was switching up cardio and heavy lifting and making sure that that's how my body felt right to and ready to perform each and every day. For example, sometimes if my back was hurting too much and it was supposed to be a day where I wanted to do heavy lifting, I would go for a bike ride instead and I would just get the exercise done that way. And every single time my back felt way better the next day, whether it's from the blood flow and getting moving and everything like that, or it was the extra day to allow those tight muscles to recover. It doesn't really matter. It's just that that's what worked for me. And I realized that there's a lot of value in doing something physical every single day for that reason. And so recovery got better. My HRV score, if you're not familiar, HRV is heart rate variability. And I talk about that quite a bit with the peak performance monthly coaching group that I am leading. It's it's a way of looking at your recovery based on the little bits of variability between each heart rate, heartbeat. So we often think of our heart rate being this continuous um, pace of, say, 60 beats per minute, and it's always the same. But there's actually variability between each of those spikes if you're looking at, like, an ECG. And this is what the heart rate variability implies and it's controlled by our parasympathetic nervous system. So you get a higher HRV score when your PNS is more active, which means you're not overdoing it or overtraining because the sympathetic nervous system is able to chill down and calm down and not always be overactive. That's what drives down our readiness to perform. That's what drives down our HRV is when we're in a stressed state and we've got this constant spike of the hormones associated with the sympathetic nervous system. So that's just a little bit of an aside, but I've noticed a much tighter control over my HRV scores and they've, they've trended upwards by quite a bit over this time. Whereas if I take a day off and then I would exercise the next day, I'd see a lot more variability in my readiness to perform. And I think there's two things here. It's an improvement in cardiovascular health from doing things consistently. And it's also the body's ability to adapt. And it is so adaptable that we are able to exercise every single day without too much of an issue as long as we're paying attention to our recovery. And that's something that I was keeping track of and making sure that I didn't overdo it on a day where maybe I didn't get the best sleep or I didn't feel as ready to perform. And so with speaking of being ready to perform, it's also something I experienced was performance goes through the roof in a lot of ways. You know, I was doing a lot more cardio in this time. And what I've found is not only have a lot of injuries started to subside, whether it's from, like I said, moving a little more frequently has allowed for extra blood flow. Increased blood flow has either helped things to heal or it's just helping with that circulatory effect so that I'm ready to perform. And I've noticed that whether it's through being able to do more reps or to 
be able to be ready to go again between sets quicker. All of that stuff matters, whether it's in strongman or any other sport. You really want to have a world-class cardiovascular health regardless of what sport you're in. And so I've noticed that a big thing as a big thing, you know, cardio seems to equal better recovery for me. And that is something that we do see in peak performance a lot. The athletes that are giving themselves at least 180 minutes a week of cardio is, is really kind of the, the lower threshold for peak performance. And then, you know, including the strength training on top of that, regardless of your sport is also something that's really important. And I think that this applies. It also doesn't just apply for, I'm talking a lot about the sports aspect of it. It also is something that applies in creativity. It applies in business. Those things make a big difference. Our physical health really ties in. It's actually the strongest predictor of our mental health in a lot of ways. So making sure that you are doing something physically is is a key. That exercise component is something that brings us into flow and it brings us more meaning in our lives. So I would strongly encourage you to include some of the exercise components in your routine, maybe not on a daily basis, but at least like 30 minutes, five times a week is kind of the, the minimum threshold you want to strive towards with a mix of cardio and strength training in there. And I've, I've noticed that, like I said, in the creative aspects too, I used to think that pushing too hard with exercise would somehow impact my ability to perform creatively or focus business-wise each day. But it's actually gone to be a really important part of my morning routine in order to kind of transition from my deep work time phase into some of the other tasks that I have in the day. And when I get that exercise in, it's a, a bit of a reset. It also gives me more energy to get through the day because like I said, with cardiovascular health going through the roof, you're able to perform better mentally as well. There's lots of research that correlates cardiovascular exercise with the release of some of these neurotransmitters that allow for new synaptic connections between brain cells, you know, we get the release of BDNF, we get the release of some of these endorphins and dynorphins through hard exercise that also release BDNF in our in our brain and allow for new nerve growth. So there's a lot of cool science behind this too. And it's not just my subjective experience from the last 60 days that I'm I'm going off of with this and why I'm encouraging you to maybe think about giving yourself a similar challenge like this. Now, a few other things that I've already talked about the last time we kind of went around this topic with the 30-day challenge is accountability really counts here. So if you're somebody that is new to, let's say, an exercise routine, but really any kind of routine, you're trying to instill a new habit for yourself, having some sort of accountability buddy is really key. You can do a lot better. And that's almost what I used like the, the exercise app for was to have a sort of robotic accountability buddy in terms of that was what I was checking in with each day to make sure that I closed those rings that I needed to close to get that award. 
Yours might be somebody in your local area that you want to team up with. You can do the same challenge. You can also team up and support each other for different challenges that you both want to see through in a similar time frame. And it's a great way to have some sort of external control in place so that you're not just trying to go off of grit all the time. If you've got somebody that's there to help and support you and push you along, you're going to be much more likely to stick through with it. And then the other thing that is really important is you don't have to go hard AF each and every time you are trying to exercise every single day. Anything that counts as exercise that's getting your heart rate up a little bit, getting you moving and out of a stationary position is really important. And I think especially in like the business settings, in the creative settings where maybe you're sitting a lot during the day, getting up and moving is actually going to help your recovery a lot. Because if you're just doing the same thing or if your form of chilling out is very inactive, it's not really giving your body and your systems in your body the different variability that it needs in being active, being sedentary, and kind of shifting between those things. We need a lot of that dynamic range in our our lives. So I think that's the last point that I really had. Those are seven points. Quickly running through them again, you know, goals first. There's accountability. That's really important. You don't have to go hard every single day. Listen to your body in that sense. Uh, Performance is going to go through the roof in all aspects of your life, really, if you stick with cardiovascular health for a long term. And cardio equals better recovery, too. I've seen that my recovery in strength training my recovery day-to-day in having my mind fresh, those things go through the roof there. You get better recovery with better cardio. And then the habit thing, you know, it's going to take some time and some grit to get through the initial inertia of trying to start some new habit. But once you get through it, it becomes a lot more easier, especially if it's a good habit you're trying to instill in your normal routine That's where it really counts that you want this as something that's going to change your life for the long term. You're not just trying to do it for some short-term reward. It's going to radically alter things long-term if you stick with it. So just know that it takes a long time to build a habit, but it takes, and if it's a good habit, it takes a lot longer to break a habit, but you've got to stick with it. It just, it does become easier. So that's what I wanted to talk about on this podcast episode, this episode of the Flowcast. And so I hope you enjoyed it. If you're listening in here, you've stuck around to the end, which is awesome. I definitely appreciate you hanging out, whether it's through the video version on YouTube or you're listening to this on your podcast player. And remember to subscribe if you haven't already. You can do that through YouTube, you can do it through your podcast, whichever is easier. But I definitely want to keep this connection going and let me know what you are working on and what you want to learn more about next because 
If it's got to do with flow, if it's got to do with your dream goals, I'm here to support you and help you in any way that I can, hopefully through inspiration and, in and information that's going to make a big difference for you. So thank you again, and I'll talk to you again soon.